was it I know it's been a week. It doesn't feel like it's been a week since we were here last. Well, it's actually been less than a week because we recorded on a Tuesday instead of a Monday. Okay, all right. So that's well, probably why. Stands to reason. That feels weird. You know what? Time. Time is just. It's an illusion. Have you ever seen uh, Interstellar? Or is that no no no? Inception's the one. No. It's no a, Interstellar it's is the one that makes you feel really weird about yeah, time. I had to watch that movie twice before I understood it. <laughs> It is such a good movie. It though. really is great, but it kind of lost me. Um, Have you ever seen Arrival? Mm-mm, no. Who's in that? Uh, has uh, Amy Adams in it, and oh. then the guy who plays Hawkeye, whatever his name is. Hawkeye. Oh, oh, uh, snowmobile guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever his name is. Dang, what is his name? <laughs> it's like Clint or something. People are shouting at us right <laughs> yeah. now. It has him Clint. in it. <laughs> it's some like white guy name like I that. I don't know. He looks like a Clint. <laughs> Isn't maybe that's Hawkeye's name? I should, I should look this up. <laughs> it's Jeremy Renner. That's who it is. That's not his name. That is his name. It's Jeremy Renner. He is not. His name is not Clint. It is Jeremy Renner. How, did you just remember that off the top of your head? Well, I didn't remember it, but then right, I did. Now you do. Yeah. Anyways, so that movie makes you feel weird about time too. Right. Well, I haven't seen that movie. Maybe I'll watch. It. It's really good. It, it's really. It's it's like kind of the same. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well. Time. Time. It's, it is but an illusion. We're we're back. Uh, we have a new week, a new podcast. And yeah. Yesterday, we had uh, it's kind of like a vertical holiday. It know? is. These My Story Matters weekends are a big deal around here. <laughs> Do you have a favorite My Story Matters? Um. Not counting yesterday, of course. It's still fresh. Not counting. We're yesterday. still processing, even though I love Rosalind. My first My Story Matters that I saw here was Bill Blair's. Oh. Um, love Bill. I wasn't on staff then. So how many have there been? There's Bills. There's a bunch. Catherine's. My, my favorite is Jack Page. Oh, Jack's was really good. I really liked Catherine's. Yeah. I think Catherine, her and her interview was was really good. Yeah. She's just such an like, and we had her on the podcast after that too. Yeah. She's, she's just like one of those people that I just want to like, I would just want to pick her brain about everything. Catherine's <laughs> cool. Catherine's cool mostly because she puts up with Mark. Yeah. And I love Mark uh, Hagwood. <laughs> But also, that has convinced me that Catherine's a saint. So, like, <laughs> if anything, when you watch those My Story Matters, do you are you able to pay attention to the story? Or are you mostly looking at the shot and the way it's presented? <laughs> That's a creative. Uh, well, they're so look. long that I think after after a minute, yeah, I will say uh, shouts to Zane, Zane who shot this My Story Matters because yeah. it looked beautiful. It did. He had like. He kind of like rearranged the whole room for it. He, he did. He put like some plants in the background. It yeah. was like a forest going it re- on. It really was like inside scoop. Avery and I left to go get pizzas for everybody that was there shooting <laughs> and everything that <laughs> night. Some jo- we we really wanted some some Johnny's. Well, so we came back and the room was like a it was a whole set. It was, <laughs> it was lovely. Okay, so let's get into Sunday. Yeah. So Jocelyn was uh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn. <laughs> okay. Rosalind. Rosalind. <laughs> okay, confession. I've been watching uh, Schitt's, Schitt's Creek. Creek. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I literally watched like four episodes last night too, so I'm just on the same level with and you. And when I say Schitt's Creek, that's S C H I T T. Yeah, two T's. So Rosalind was here <laughs> for my story matters on Sunday. <laughs> And uh, we had gotten to talk with her a couple of times leading up to that. So I'd actually got to hear her story previously. And then we were there for the shooting of it because Mm. 
I don't know. I guess we're on the team that helps. That does it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Creative team. Yeah. There we go. We're both on on the creative team. And, uh, you know, she has one of those stories that I watched it several times. And every time I did, I kind of found myself like sucked into it. I didn't like, I don't know what it is about her presence, but it is just very real. Mm. It's very genuine. She just draws you in. She's very authentic. And I really appreciated that. Another thing that I really appreciated about her, just kind of before we get into her story, is um, I I felt a lot of courage from her, both stepping onto like sets of shoot, but also like stepping onto stage because a lot of those things, those were the first times that she's actually shared them, uh, which we hear that sometimes in My Story Matters, but like it was just very evident that that was the first time that she had spoken that to people, you know, outside of like a very small group of people. Um, and I think that's the powerful thing about My Story Matters mm-hmm. is the amount of courage that you're taking in saying, this is my story. Oh, I'm smacking stuff. This is uh, this is my story, kind of uh, the bare bones of it, the, the raw story that it is. And even though there are some parts of it that are not necessarily pretty or ideal or the way that I would have orchestrated that, it matters and they actually matter to God. Like he has used that. Yeah. Um, and I just love the picture of that. Yeah. I, that's one of the points she kind of like camped out on kind of towards the end. It was like, I've, <laughs> she was talking like to the audience, but I just felt like she was like, it was just me and her in there, you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> she's like kind of has one of those like presences, but like she was just, that, that was kind of where she ended on was talking about how like, all of our stories are really important. And, yeah. and I think my story matters is just like a really, that's a very clear way of like, you know, it, and especially in her story, she has like, she's had so many things happen, but like there's something for everyone in there. You yeah. Know? There was, there was family stuff. There was some trauma. There was a, uh, yeah, there was a lot to latch onto. And uh, I was thinking about you in particular, just because I think that y'all's stories kind of line up in specific ways. Mm-hmm. But we can get to that in a moment. Something that she said that really stuck out to me, though, and she said it a lot, um, <laughs> but particularly at the beginning, was she talks about this activity that she takes part in of just kind of eating her emotions and mm. repressing those emotions. And eventually them you know, coming out in volatile ways and, and like coming back and how repressed emotions don't necessarily go away. You yeah. Know, they show back up in other avenues. And I was thinking like, you know, in her situation, some of that wasn't necessarily up to her. Right. Uh, it, if you haven't listened to her, My Story Matters, pause. Yeah, go. That, really go that will help. The videos on YouTube, go listen to the interview. Yeah. 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 But it, in specifically um, talking about that process of eating emotions, is that something that you resonated with at all? Oh, I felt, yeah. I felt myself resonating with it a little bit. Of course. I mean, I think that's like, that's a thing of the South. And um, I mean, not even just of the South, but like growing up with one of those families that's like be positive or like um, not necessarily like vulnerability as a weakness but Mm. just seeming like you have it all together is a good thing and is very very important and so therefore not learning how to deal with the difficult emotions and just like suppressing that but I have definitely felt the effects of doing that and like 
how that's actually not a good thing and how it will come up later eventually. Yeah, those those things don't go away for forever. I think this is a real benefit that we've seen um, from the time that we have spent with people in the discipleship process. Uh, spoiler alert, my favorite part of the discipleship process is that step two. Step two. two. <laughs> yeah, because you go through this emotionally healthy discipleship book. And I think that uh, Scazzaro, and, uh, who wrote that book, and then um, the steps that we take in that program, I guess, to do that together— they kind of build this bridge and break down a little bit of a barrier that we see in the church so often. And I mean, and we even we even see that here at Vertical. I mean, you know, uh, uh, we, we, we see those emails where people like don't love that we mix this emotional therapy, whatever, in with, you know, the gospel and, and what we are teaching from the Bible. But the reality is, and we all know this because we live real lives, we don't live these you know, fake lives that you kind of put on a mantle and just sit and look at, is that there is, a, there is an emotional plane to life, and our life with Jesus has to also exist with that in mind. You yeah. Know? And so I love that Rosalind was able to say, like, this is the way that Jesus has interacted with my life, but also these things play a part in that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. It's, I guess, going, like, back to, like, eating emotions and stuff, like, I think it's hard as, like, you were saying, like, marrying the whole, like, emotionally healthy and all of that. It's just, like, I feel like as a kid, you hear, you know, doubt is a sin, um, anxiety is a sin, Anger is, like, maybe okay because Jesus was angry. You know, it's, like, this whole thing where, like, if it's a negative emotion, it is a sin. And so you just shouldn't feel that way or just do everything in your power not to feel that way. Did you, Do you feel like that was taught to you that anxiety was a sin against God? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, it, anxiety is a, or this is how it was, like, taught is anxiety is, like, you not trusting, you know? Yeah, I guess, but that feels so manipulative. Right. It's your <laughs> fault that you have anxiety. Yeah. Or, you know, but. Well, and I, and I feel like like Jesus speaks specifically about anxiety. Great example of Matthew 6. Like, right. You know, and so I feel like if Jesus is talking about this, then it is a real thing that you can be afflicted with. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like, yeah, okay, sorry. I could go on a tangent. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's the thing. It's just like, it's not realistic to never feel negative emotions like that's just not well and I felt this tension and maybe I, I think she was kind of trying to resolve the morning but I felt this tension in the end the way that she ended I think it was close to the end when she said you know and I'm 54 I think and I'm just now learning this and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> like that is possible. Number one, I hope I'm still learning things by the time I'm 54. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times people like get a certain age and then decide they've learned everything they need to. Mm. But, you know, so one, commend her for that. But two, you know, you think about like, I want to be digging into and discovering that aspect of my spiritual life mm. now so that I'm not 50, 60 years old and still you know, in the beginning stages of that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I won't have a better handle on it by then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's also, that's just another reason why, like, people's stories are important. And I, I personally, I just, like, really enjoy hearing people's stories. 
And it's mostly because I'd love, I always learn something from it. Mm. And I think that, you know, hearing stories like Rosalind's story, that's a great way for you to, for someone to tell you those things yeah. and for you to be aware of those things. Well, one, I think experience oftentimes you know, can equal wisdom. Like you have the opportunity to become wise via experience. And it's very clear that through her experiences, she's gained a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because she took the opportunity to. Right. You know, being old does not make you wise. <laughs> However, she has lived a lot of life and she's learned a lot of lessons because of that. Right. Something that I took away from her, um, her kind of telling her story is her capacity for forgiveness. Mm. And maybe that just kind of hit me in the teeth because that's not something that I am great at. Um, I feel like lately on the podcast, I've just been talking about things I'm bad at. <laughs> that's real though. Hi, I'm a pastor. I'm bad, I'm bad at, at praying, praying and forgiveness. Uh, and people are like, we need... Uh, I hold grudges and I don't talk right. to God yeah. ever. We I'm actually need to be taking resumes. Uh, <laughs> but just, I mean, honestly, just being real. Like, I do not have a great capacity for forgiveness. I think it's probably something that I've gotten a little better at. But these, I mean, you and I have even had conversations about that before. You know, we do um, we do staff check-ins regularly. And it's, at one point in time, um, we did, like, an all-staff situation. And there was, like, a, hey, meet with your teammates and tell them things that they're really good at and things that they're not great at. Um, I hope I'm not calling you out right now. <laughs> I'm not, it's more calling me out. <laughs> And uh, Avery um, shared something with me like, I, I don't remember how you worded it, but it's like, hey, you get a read on somebody mm. or you feel like you do, and then it is very hard to change, change your, your mind. mind. Uh, yeah. And that is, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That is, that is a big part of my personality. And it goes the other way, too. I mean, I, I do have a certain amount of loyalty to me to where it's like, if we are friends, then I, then I will go to the, to whatever extent, yeah, you know, right. But I do realize, and that is, that probably was part of that realization is like, I am not good at forgiving people, even probably even more so not if, not if they have wronged me, but if I feel like they have wronged somebody else, mm. dude, like that's like, <laughs> it's not fair, but that's almost like a death sentence in my mind. That is one thing that like being around you, that is, that is very real. Like, okay, wrong me. Like, we, whatever we'll handle it I'm fine but like you mess with my wife you mess with my best friend like <laughs> oh no that's my wife <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what I mean and so like I think that I used to take pride in that yeah. um like like almost it was a point of loyalty mm. but I realized that I'm just not great at forgiving people yeah I'm, I'm just not forgiveness is tough gosh I'm something I'm learning is like the hardest in my experience, the hardest forgiveness that I've had to, I guess, offer or learn how to do is forgiving someone without them knowing, I guess. Does that make sense? Uh, I think, but go, go ahead. Basically, like, when you know someone else is not going to see your side of things, but you still have to forgive and, and try to move on. it's hard yeah I feel like to be perfectly honest I would struggle with that even more because if I did come to the place where I could forgive them I would want to make it like an event (laughs) 
Like, like you want them to know. I'm for, I'm choosing to forgive you because I'm better than you. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it, it's the quiet forgiveness that yeah. is the hardest well, one. Well, it shows up in Rosalind's story, um, just to make sure we bring it back in her. Rosalind, not Jocelyn. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Rosalind's story. Man, I feel I would love that. Jocelyn's my story. I feel so bad about that. <laughs> it shows up in Rosalind's story because, you know, she has this kind of tumultuous relationship with her mother. And, man, I thought that the 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 storyline of her <laughs> how it ended well the whole thing. So like in the beginning, you know, her mom wanted a baby so badly mm. that she went against doctor's orders to get pregnant because she knew she wanted children. Yeah, and Rosalind was the product of that. And you're like, oh my gosh. She's gonna like. I bet she has the best mom in the world because all this woman wanted, wanted was, was a, a baby. baby. And then you realize that life is life and mm. it was hard and they did not have a good relationship for the majority of her life. And then, it, you know, in the end, the last 10 years of um, Rosalind mom, Rosalind's mom's life, it sounds like it got much better and there was a lot of forgiveness that took place. But I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, well, she's able to forgive people and I am not great at that. And then she said the timeline. And I was like, what? Like, years of forgiveness years yeah. of letting you know things go in one ear and out the other and letting snide remarks go in and she lived with her for a long time yeah i just and taking care of her while she was sick right i just I, I don't know i found it very i mean that was kind of amazing to me right yeah you know? i mean and then the like the ending too where her mom like explains everything like explain the whole like hey i went out like I went against doctor's orders and just like, I guess kind of full circle, like realizing maybe why Because she... I wanted you so badly. Right. And then it's weird because I feel like growing up, you don't, at least in my experience, like you don't know a ton about your parents and you don't always understand why they do the things, things that they, they, do. they do. And like, as I'm slowly getting older, I'm slowly cutting, learning those things cutting like some getting bits and pieces here and there but it um, i could not did i cut you off i'm sorry no no no. i could not uh ignore either and this is gonna sound uber churchy and i'm gonna hate it uh i couldn't ignore the very subtle and i don't even know if she knew she was doing this but the very subtle implications of the gospel and that too though mm. you know you have this mom who so badly wants a baby and then you had this years of life that are again tumultuous but in the end they are able to live in peace and in a loving relationship because the sacrifice is understood mm. and you know they both had relationships with Christ by then so right. that's helpful but you know you see that and you see that in our story with Jesus as well as like there's this plan <laughs> if you look at the gospel inadvisable plan you know yeah that he's going to send his son for us makes no sense to anyone but he wanted us so badly and then we live a life in this kind of tumultuous like back and spiritual back and forth of whether or not we're in a good relationship with him and like i don't know i just thought it was kind of a beautiful ending and yeah i thought that it kind of paralleled our walk with christ really right. really well and like understanding we were looking at a verse um sunday morning i honestly cannot remember what it was but in production yeah um i don't remember <laughs> it was a good one <laughs> go but ahead i'll remember the, the end of the verse was talking about like it literally said like becoming like christ in our sufferings 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't <laughs> that it, ring a bell where it was. <laughs> well, no, but I remember talking about taking up. Uh, like I remember, I shot over to taking up our cross. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's just like realizing the the necessary parts of of your Christian walk, like that suffering is making you more like Christ, which is so weird. Where do you? Where does your mind go on that? Because I have. I think I have like a fourth grader's mind. So I like go to like a very practical, like, Oh yeah, that's where I've seen that happen. Like, where do you go with that? Um, in my head, I'm just like, well, I never was like murdered on a cross. So (laughs) I don't know. That's like, so like how, how much like suffering is it's, it's in perspective, but not in a way where it like, cheapens my own experience but just in a way where it's like he knows he knows when i this is going to be this is going to sound so stupid and simple very very simple but because i do enjoy like running and and these like ultra distance trail runs or whatever like there is a certain amount too that's like you can't go run 50 miles in the desert if you haven't ran at least this many miles a week for this many months yeah and so like there is a portion of that that is like this suffering quote unquote you know is leading to something much bigger that i'm going to feel very accomplished over and so like i read that i'm like oh yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. that's a thing but day-to-day life that's harder to do Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to remind yourself of that and it's hard to like I don't know, it's just not a pretty thing and like Yeah, right. There's nothing pretty about right. it. Right. And like you know the end of the story. Like you know that he rate like lives <laughs> 3 days later. Yeah. But like and we ultimately as Christians have like an, a goal in mind, but I don't know, it's different like in my own like human lizard brain like way of trying to comprehend it I have my own ideal way of like the, the end of the story working out you know what I mean yeah. like it's not always exactly what that means biblically like me the ideal situation is for me not to suffer anymore you know <laughs> like yeah. in the moment like that's what that's what like a happy ending to the story is but that it's that's not like yeah and I think that that's I got the sense listening to Rosalind's story that she has a great understanding of that. You know, something she said to me before she went on stage on Sunday, um, I asked how her weekend was or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it was great. It was actually my birthday weekend. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, what did you do for your birthday or something? You know, we were just kind of chatting. And she said, I spent the day by myself. <laughs> and I was like, Really? And she was like, yeah, you know, in the last few years, I've learned the value in um, being alone sometimes. Hmm. And especially like on my birthday, I find that to be very valuable for like reflection and stuff. And I was like, she's a way better person than we will ever be. I'm just like, whoa, you know, like I think that she she's tapped into something spiritually that is of like great, great value. You know, there's a lot of wisdom in that. And so. I really, I don't know, I just really appreciated her. I could talk about her story for a long time, but, um, yeah, I just, I really appreciated her ability to get up there and share. Did you have anything yeah. else from it that stuck out? Um, I mean, gosh, there are a lot of parts of her story that I just, like, 
personally resonated with sure. and so it was really cool to hear like it was really cool to hear her talk about like I think Reshma asked her the question what she would tell to her seventh grade self mm-hmm. who was you know struggling with right you know about to take her own life yeah. and I don't know it just it kind of brought like a reflection point for me to like what what would I need to, to have to, like told my younger self who was struggling yeah um I don't know I just think it, it definitely brought me to a, a place of reflection and I think I think that's a good thing yeah I I thought when Rashma was building up those questions like I feel like that some people might pass that off as kind of a cliche you know like what would you tell yourself but I actually thought that that was pretty powerful yeah, you know, because I think that while it may it can sound cliche, like it sounds like something a therapist would ask you, that's something that a lot of us can't answer. Mm. You know, like what did seventh grade Austin need to hear, other than he was the man? Because that was <laughs> the best year of my life, as we know. But you know what I mean. You know, what did twenty right. What did twenty year old Austin need to hear at that time? You know, um, I think that that's worth putting a lot of thought into and some journaling and some yeah some time. I think it's just like a it's a powerful thing realizing I guess understanding how you viewed the world from that age and why you viewed the world that way and why you viewed yourself that way yeah and I guess now hopefully if that's different now what like what did you need then well and again at the risk of sounding cliche you know yeah what did you need then what's different now but also at least for me I have a hard time forgiving myself for some of those things yeah. too. You know, it doesn't just spill out on other people. Right. You know, I'm still holding myself accountable for some stuff. That, you know, <laughs> that's and that's back to the forgiveness piece. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> maybe forgiving Full yourself circle. is like is the hardest thing. Fine, I'll go to therapy. <laughs> uh, I understand your referral, and I will do that. I can give you some names. Yeah. We'll yeah. Check the boxes. That's or we good. can just keep doing the podcast. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, this is our therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining. All right. Uh, we've got more segments to do, and we've been here for a while. But we do want to say thank you, Rosalind, for sharing. Uh, yep. Shout-outs. Yeah, shout-outs to Rosalind. And uh, we can't wait for the next My Story Matters. We've got more coming up this year, so it's going to be good. Ah, ooh, ah. Mm, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. You should cut an album. I almost, almost sang on stage on Sunday. Not actually. <laughs> really? No, I feel like people things are getting rough. See me with a mic and wonder why I, why I'm not singing. But no, I'm just talking to the band. Maybe they think that you just have an uber masculine voice. <laughs> I'm like in a bass note. So it wasn't like, like Diffie oh. singing behind. Melissa <laughs> yeah. was actually Diffie you. was actually lip syncing. Okay, I, was, I need you to know. I told. I don't know who I told this to Sunday. I've been sleeping on Diffie, Diffie singing. singing. He's good. He's pretty good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe we should hire him out. He could sing at birthday parties and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> bar mitzvahs? Yeah. Do we have a lot of those? Uh, your sister's boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> no. Anyway, all right. <laughs> oh, uh. Oh, uh. <laughs> Gosh. What's so, our question? We've got like a fun little, fun little question a today. A fun little question. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is this like website that it's from is like, Oh, what is it? deep questions that will strengthen your connection. Oh God! <laughs> I didn't tell you that. Um, oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> no, no. 
Um, this is gonna be fun. Okay, the question is, okay. what is your favorite thing about me? Each other. What is our favorite thing uh, about each other? <laughs> like, um, Just me. I say my favorite thing about me, and then you say your favorite <laughs> thing about really me. Really building Avery up today. <laughs> okay, wait. What is my favorite thing about you? So, like, what are our favorite things about one another? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, it doesn't matter. You can go first. I'll go first. Ladies first. I really, really, really had to think on this one. It was. But you can be like, I really hate. I you. really hate <laughs> you. No. Um. I, there are a lot of things I could say that are that are pretty obvious about you, you know, but I think one of my favorite things in working with you is you are one of the few people who is like a dreamer and like can live in that dream stage, mm. but can also make those things happen. Oh. And not even in just like a, okay, we like plan it out but like it's like the creativity keeps flowing as we're planning it out mm. and I don't know you're like one of my favorite people to like bounce ideas off because we will take something really really small <laughs> and, and like just super basic and then it just goes like crazy but then but then it happens yeah like it's not even just like oh this would be cool it's like oh no no this is awesome we're gonna make this happen yeah and I don't know. Yeah, I appreciate that. I feel like we feed off each other in that way, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we work in a similar way. Um, yeah, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> I had to think about that. I was worried about where that was going, actually. <laughs> there are other good things about you, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a great one. I'll, I'll take that one. Yeah. I'll put it on my resume. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> put it on your resume. <laughs> for Not forgiveness. For what I got to bribe Not for... <laughs> oh goodness gracious anyway okay uh all right so wait okay say the question one more time so that i know for sure that i'm <clears throat> answering this correctly what is your favorite thing about me okay my favorite thing about you uh i have i have one that's minor and then one that's a little more major okay? oh should i have two no 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 no, okay. no. I, I had a first thought and then i was like oh well now i need to one-up avery okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my first thing that I appreciate about you okay. is your taste in music. Oh, thank um, you. You have great taste in music, and I feel like we've bonded over that. So I'll get that out of the way. Austin bought me concert tickets as our secrets, as like. Well, we don't have to. <laughs> as Secret <laughs> Santa, it was great. Was it a good show? It was an awesome show. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a jolly good show. Oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> I can only say that in a British accent. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Uh, but my favorite thing about working with you, I think, not even just working with you, I love that you are very intentional with relationships and not in a way, can I be honest? Yes. The way that most um, female people are intentional with relationships kind of freaks me out a little bit. I don't really How know. How so? I just don't really know what to do with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like there's an emotional level that most ladies are on that I'm just not on. And so I don't always understand. However, you are very straightforward in your uh, intentions on like getting to know people. So mm. like one of my favorite things about you is that as soon as we make a new hire, you are going to like, I don't know, you kind of just inadvertently end up being their best friend a little <laughs> bit because you learn so much about them rapidly. And I think that that comes from 
you genuinely want to know about people's lives. You have figured out a way to ask questions about people that isn't intrusive, uh, and it doesn't feel like you are like baiting them for something or leading them into something. I think that you are just really just good. Genuinely, yeah. yeah. You're just you're really good at getting to know people, and then the back half of that is once you have done that and you get to know them, um, you are supportive in a way that doesn't come across as like. I don't, I don't know. I feel like when I'm supportive of people, sometimes it can come across as a little defensive or aggressive, maybe. <laughs> You're really good at, like, I know why they're behaving that way because I've actually taken the time to know their story, mm. and you're wrong, Austin. Or, like, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, all that to say, like, we did this a couple of episodes ago. We were talking about, like, um, I think we got – was it when we had our friends? Like what us? kind of friends we are? Yeah. yeah. I thought Carrie summed you up really well. Like you're just a really good friend. You're someone that, you know, people want to talk to and feel very comfortable <laughs> telling their like oh, stories goodness. to. So anyway. Oh, that, that was very nice. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> well, you made me say it. <laughs> yeah. I guess <laughs> I baited you into you that. Did. So <laughs> never mind. Take it all back. <laughs> Your taste of music sucks. <laughs> That's, the ask us anything is like, especially when. I mean, it's, I love the ask us anything because I just love like learning something new about people because people to me are just like, um, I don't know, like magic, I guess. Like yeah. it's what we were saying earlier. Like there's, I just feel like there's always something to learn from people. I love people who are different than me. Yeah. And yeah. yeah I've said many times and my YouTube al algorithm can attest to this that like I love watching people be great at things mm. even if I don't really care about that thing yeah you know like I've watched a stupid amount of documentaries on people who are like really into like something that I don't care about. like Olympic athletes or, like well, whatever you know and yeah. I'm like I just want to hear you talk about that because you're really passionate about it yeah. you know what I'm looking forward to and then we can end this segment Okay. I think that we should have like an episode of Ask Us Anything, but where we bring Nate on since we just uh, since we just voted him in. Oh yeah. Like, like a kind of get to know Nate yeah. situation. Ooh. <laughs> we'll just put him on blast. Like y'all did to me. They did that to me. Yeah. The first time I was on the podcast. I think it's good hiring process. You know. Yeah, like, I think it's part of yeah, it. Yeah, we'll just we'll put all his laundry out there. It'd be great. Yeah, we'll just ask him his like deepest. Deepest. <laughs> you can see it in action. I wonder if he'll be like. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't me. That was my twin brother, Nate. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> like, they have shared Is that stories. what it's like? I don't know. I've never been a twin. Is that what it's like? Maybe that's what we should do. We should ask them when questions. When do they, at how old do they split the twins? Are they connected? Like, conjoined? Well, that's what you said. How old do they split the twins? Yeah, are all twins conjoined? No, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this I works. just wanted to see if I could convince you of that. Okay. Okay, no. that should be the end of the segment. <laughs> That's what we'll ask Nate about. Okay. Okay. When did they separate you? <laughs> recommend. Recommend. We should. We should. We should come up with our own jingle instead of using Chase because. Chase isn't here anymore. But I think in a way... That is Chase singing for anyone who's wondering. I think in a way it keeps him alive. It keeps him, the his spirit and vertical alive. Yeah. 
the ghost of Chase pa- past Chase. Well, and he has children. We want him to keep getting those royalties. Yeah. <laughs> do, do we give him royalties? You need to know that whenever I made that joke a few weeks ago about us owning Ben's name, image, and likeness, <laughs> I had people you ask had about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> that was like. That's the hardest I've ever heard the congregation laugh at you. <laughs> it's like. Hey, I'm funny, okay? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm funny, <laughs> okay? The bar is low, okay. so. <laughs> what are we recommending today? It's your so, turn. I've been, uh, I've been recommending You've been lately. recommending a lot, I know. It's your yeah. turn. Last time I recommended Spanish. Ugh, just kidding. I'm, I'm still learning, still learning Spanish. Um, So, it is spring break week for... <laughs> what? Not You're that. laughing at no, me. No, go ahead. I'm it is spring break week for most of our folks out there. Yeah. Right? You pronounce the L in... Folks. Yeah. Folks. It's fine. Go that, ahead. That just feels wrong to me. Folks. Folks. All right, go ahead. I don't know. Folks. Um, so if you have some free time, this is one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should do it here and there. You don't have to do it consistently. But <laughs> I think that you should binge watch a TV show. Oh, okay. That is not something that I typically do i feel like you're more inclined to this but i'm willing to hear you out what are you currently binge watching and like what uh what hang on what is the romantic part of binge watching binge watching yeah i feel like this is something that you enjoy Mm. i think the best shows to binge watch are the short ones like ones that are like limited series Mm -hmm. ones that are maybe a season or even like shows like we mentioned earlier Shit's Creek that are only 20 minute episodes yeah like you can watch that super super quickly yeah like you can get through a season like easy peasy and you should because it's fantastic right um okay well what are you currently watching um or what do you plan on binging this weekend <laughs> since you're um, recommending it? I really want to um I've watched the first three episodes but I haven't finished it but I'm planning on binging The Last of Us okay I, Zach Malstrup has been telling me that I need to watch that. I've just from the like first three episodes that I've watched, you, you would really like it. It's like an apocalyptic thing, right? You know, it's based off of a um, game. A game. Yeah, yeah, it's based off a video game. Oh, and so I'm a nerd. <laughs> well, I just maybe you've played it. Um, so wait, it's like an apocalyptic, like. Yeah, there's like a. But they add some side stories to yeah. it, just from what I've seen so far. They add some side stories to it that aren't necessarily, like, so, but n- necessary to the plot, but they're very good. It's not like Walking Dead, though. No, right? no, 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 no. Okay, all right. Um, I'm not normally one for, like, post- or, like, apocalyptic stuff. Right. But, I don't know, this one's got- also, it's Pedro Pascal, who's, like, just awesome. I love him. And you could speak to him in Spanish. Uh, I okay all right yeah all right I'll give it a shot here's my thing I am not typically a binge like a show binge watcher yeah um I am more like Caitlin and I may watch an episode a night Mm, or oh I hate that like I stopped watching shows a night maybe I stopped watching shows with my husband Caitlin goes to sleep at 8 p.m. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, so, yeah. And then she'll get mad at me if I watch if it without. If you watch it without. You so, can't tell her. But here's what I will do. While I may not binge TV shows, um, I will. My streaming medium of choice is YouTube. 
Mm. And so I that counts too. So I will binge YouTube, and and uh, I actually did that this weekend. My it, picture this, okay? <laughs> You're a bachelor this weekend. I was a bachelor this weekend. My wife was away. It was lovely. I got up to some YouTube binge watching. Uh, well. The first day, I got everything done that I needed to do. I cleaned out the garage. I had storage <laughs> done just right. I was you so men just go so crazy with, like, my husband is the same way. Very type A. When I'm busy or, like, oh out of town, gosh. he does so much stuff I had so house. many projects I wanted done. <laughs> I did all of that on Friday because mm. we're off on Fridays. And then I went mountain biking Saturday morning, and then I sat on the couch and watched this YouTube channel <laughs> about absolutely nothing for what youtube channel <laughs> it's this is stupid <laughs> no it's called berm peak because i'd been mountain biking that morning okay and so he does like those are satisfying vi satisfying videos though. well he has satisfying videos the series that i chose to watch <laughs> that day was let me buy a Walmart mountain bike and see what i can oh through. i love those videos <laughs> painful to watch i mean oh, this just man, bring it through the ringer I, I kept watching it and i was like this man is a father <laughs> he is literally risking his life on this 199 mountain bike <laughs> taking it on something that he should not and so then he's like he's he's uh he's putting new parts on it and making it work oh i love that oh man there's this guy that i used to watch who would did this series called like will it skate oh Oh my god! What's his name? I don't. I, I, I can't uh, remember his name. I do. I do know what you're talking about. But he though. like puts like skate trucks on a door. Yep. And is like trying to do an ollie. It's on pretty it. impressive. Yes. It's pretty impressive. Yes. See, I feel like this is going to be lost on anyone that is not <laughs> born from '91 to '90 <laughs> or to 2001, right? Because like, <laughs> it's a thing. It is a thing. Like YouTube is a thing. Uh, okay. So last. I don't know. I've met some some people in their like 60s who love to watch like car fixing up videos see i introduced my grandpa a few years ago to netflix mm. and selling him on netflix was super easy because i was like okay we call him pawpaw pawpaw we have a pawpaw and i was like all right pawpaw here's your login information here's uh your account to mm. get in and all you have to do is go down to westerns and there's an endless <laughs> amount of Westerns. And I realized I lied to him because he watched every Western on Netflix. It was not endless. It wasn't endless. Jeez. Every one of them. I was like, dude. And then there's Hulu. And then oh there's. <laughs> so that's my final question for today. And then we'll wrap up. What? I already told you YouTube is mine. Mm. If you could only have one streaming service for the rest of eternity. Oh, goodness. And you goodness. can't say HBO because you're a Christian. <laughs> What would you say? Oh, goodness gracious. That's hard because Peacock has most of my favorite shows. Yeah. Like it has like Parks and Rec and The Office and SNL, you know, right. all of that. But yeah. it doesn't really have like the movies. Yeah. And you're a movie gal. I am a movie gal. Gal, you're a movie gal. And Netflix has some really great movies. Yeah. You got to choose though. I would probably pick. I would probably pick Netflix. Netflix. Okay. It would be really hard. Like, there would be some children lost in the divorce, but. Yeah. Like, that. you're making sacrifices. Yeah. Uh, that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> like, Jesus did for us. I feel like. 
<laughs> I feel like that should be there should be a whole dating site based on that. what what shows you like. Are you like a Netflix gal? Are you like a, mm. a Hulu gal? I feel like those are probably questions on Hinge. Have you ever seen like a Hinge profile? Uh, no, I'm happily married. I mean, I am too. I have single friends though. They like. Oh, you have friends. Okay. <laughs> there, there are like 200 questions that they ask you that you can post on there and answer. Maybe we should like. We're not doing this. Just a heads up vertical. But maybe we <laughs> should do that and steal their questions for ask us anything. <laughs> Yes. Okay. All Next right. Ask Us Anything, we'll find hinge questions. We'll find hinge questions. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got this week. Yep. See y'all. See ya. Next week.